Hey, hey, guys. It's uh, Bullish AF back here with another podcast. And uh, definitely going to like this week's content. And remember, make sure you hit a follow on our uh, Spotify account or Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, wherever you guys are listening. Uh, shoot us a follow so that way you guys can stay up to date on every podcast that we release. Uh, typically, we do release a podcast every week. So, yeah, stay stay tuned. It's going to be awesome. And uh, for everybody that's been listening so far, glad to have you. We're glad to see our following is growing. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. It's definitely pretty exciting because this is all organic. This is all organic. So, um, yeah. So what's up, Jeff? How's it going, brother? Yeah, it's going great. I've uh, spent the last couple of days just kind of working on my car and kind of made some headway, and I'm excited. Yeah, hell yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, I actually uh, got a little bit of a project myself now. Um, me and a friend from, from our Discord, actually, uh, we rode over to Fort Myers, and I went and bought a project motorcycle. And just kind of uh, redoing this whole thing. And it's been interesting because this, uh, I don't think this guy really took care of it too well, to be honest. Uh, but when I'm done with it, it's it's going to be really nice. It's uh, I've never seen a, a rusty oil filter till now, to be honest. <laughs> I've, never, you know, I've never seen tailpipe held on with hose clamps. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> oh man, good times, good times. It's funny though, man, because like the man tried to advertise that these pipes were something totally different, right? Because because that you know the what he was trying to advertise, they were a little more expensive. But, uh, you know, I get it home, I get to investigate and really, like, thorough, you know, because you don't think that somebody has some covers over the pipes that are really not what they say they are, right? Like, what the fuck? Like, I was I was dumbfounded. I, I don't even know how the man found them online, because I actually tried to look online to see where he had bought them from. Uh, absolutely. They look pretty sweet on some kid's bike, like bicycle. Yeah. Well, the funny thing about that is, is, you know, I was like, well, maybe he made him. But, dude, this looked like too professional. This looked like out of his league to make these himself, you know? <laughs> Especially judging from the rest of the bike. Again, I did buy a project bike, but we're uh, we're making it badass right now, so... Uh, but yeah, it uh really interesting. Really interesting. It's it's definitely been a journey for sure uh with this motorcycle so far. Uh actually today I just just cleaned up, finished cleaning up the motor really good, washed it down real good, put a nice nice two coats of primer on it. Going to let it dry till tomorrow. And then uh, we're going to paint it black. So, and, you know, move on with the rest of the bike because there's a bunch of stuff. I'm literally redoing everything pretty much. So, yep. But it's going to look awesome when it's all said and done. I know, I know you had an, you had an epic moment today too with the uh, turbo. Yeah, dude, I've, I'm, I pretty much spent $3,000 chasing a problem that I could have fixed myself, essentially, and still had a little bit of a boost leak, but been fine. But my wastegate wasn't hooked up. I took off my turbo shield to fix something else and noticed my wastegate wasn't hooked up. The actuator wasn't. So the whole time, my wastegate's been wide open, and that's why I didn't have any boost. So $3,000 later, I got an intercooler, intake, boost controller, air oil separator, and then I found the boost leak, and it was all my wastegate. So, yeah, I'm super yeah. excited. It's, it's boosting again, and I got all these upgrades, and I got a really good tune from Torque Performance. So, shout out to Eric for shooting me that E-tune. Hell, yeah. Well, yeah, to be fair, like you said, your intercooler did have a small leak, though. 
It did. I would have still had a boost league, but I would have, uh, I would not have gone down this whole route of customizing, putting a front mount intercooler and all that. But in the end of the day, I'm still super happy. I've got a, I've got a nice Subaru with a good custom front mount intercooler, and and we're doing big things. But hell yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, guys. Uh, so it's uh, definitely been interesting in the markets as of recently if you remember uh i was telling you guys to watch you know that full moon coming in actually tonight um seven days before um and literally to the t to the day seven days before the the markets turned red (laughs) which is pretty funny um but yeah you know i'm uh, you know just just a short-term bearishness that's all in my opinion I really don't think we have a lot to worry about. And I know that kind of sounds crazy because a lot of these charts are not looking good right now. Um, But I think towards the end of March, things are going to look a lot different. So, yeah, I'm still pretty excited, to be honest. I'm just hanging tough with some of my positions. We took took a little bit of profit and threw in some other things. But definitely excited about the market and some of these prices um i really honestly looking at songbird pretty hard right now um personally i I like songbird well i I like the gains that's that's what i need i should rephrase that i like the gains for songbird so is there anything i I know all about songbird because of the whole xrp saga with it I, yeah. I haven't done any I'm not I'm not fully involved in it. I know the ROI is there for sure, but yeah. I mean I I'm not quite there with you on that one. Well, to be fair, uh, I don't really listen, this is just from I know it's a fundamentally sound project, right? Like I know that. And that's all I really need to know for and then, you know, obviously I need to know the charts too. The charts paint a way better picture. Um, the charts, the ROI is totally there and I would be more than happy to invest into this. Right. You definitely right about that. So anything else to be quite I don't think I've done so hard because of the airdrops. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. And Hey, listen, that's an opportunity. That's an opportunity. I don't give a shit. I will take it full advantage of these opportunities if they want to keep uh, giving them to us. That is, right. that's a fact. Right, and and on that note, that's just how you guys got to look at things when they when they drop hard. Sometimes, like if it's a fundamentally sound project, look at that as an opportunity to buy. Don't don't fud out somebody for selling their bag. Just just be prepared if like you're ready to enter the market. Be prepared to buy those types of drops. They can happen at any time. I I actually highly recommend setting up alerts with the uh, coin market cap for coins that you're looking at, and set up the the alert for where your target is or just above your target, so you can start watching it. Mm-hmm. And that way, you know you don't have to be on it all the time, but you'll still get alerts on your phone if if things hit where you want to buy it. Exactly. Well, that's the thing too. You know, if you guys are a fellow trader. Uh, you guys know you can go ahead and uh, set alerts on TradingView as well. I haven't even done that. I've got the Pro account, the Pro Plus account even, on TradingView, and I haven't even set up alerts. It's it's helpful when you're making a lot of trades and, and you're very active. Um, but if you're not, like, super stupid active on it, uh, like every day for hours at a time or whatnot, eh, it's, it is what it is, right? Or if you're trying to track a lot of different assets, the alerts really help too. But then again, I, I really don't recommend, you know, trying to watch a bunch of assets, you know, at the same time either because it's not really healthy either um, because things can get pretty crazy. Yeah, they can, and that actually kind of brings up a good point of uh, a hot subject of diversification and, like, where we should be at with our portfolios. You want to dive into a little bit of that? 
Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of our one of our subscribers, uh, longtime subscriber, shout out to you, uh, Lindell. I appreciate your support, brother. Um, he actually reached out and asked a really great question for a lot of new people that I think really would love love to hear the answer to as well. And maybe, you know, this has also crossed their mind as well. Uh, but he asked me what I thought about concentration wealth building versus, you know, being super diverse. Well, it's like a double-edged sword, okay? Because if you have, um, it all depends on how much money you're working with. Uh, let's just use, if you're using a, if you have a thousand dollars to put in the market, you don't want to buy 20 things. I don't, I don't think that's very effective, right? Um, if you have, if you're buying 20 different assets, I, I hope you have a, a, a nice chunk more. Uh, let's just say that. Um, but with a thousand dollars, you know, maybe, maybe one or two projects, maybe right maybe one um all depending on you know what what you have what you think is fundamentally sound etc 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 like there's a lot of different variables to that but like me whenever i first started out i did only have a couple but that was you know that was back in 2018 I didn't know nothing about charts. I didn't know anything. I was brand new. I was green as green as they come, right? Um, first time investing ever in my whole entire life. So I had no idea how to do any of this stuff. Um, you know, a lot of hard work, a lot of research and dedication. Well, the, the times have changed. <laughs> times have changed, but... Uh, you know, we, we definitely using this bear market to our full advantage in a good way. So to answer your, to answer that question, if you have a thousand dollar portfolio, and again, I'm just using this as an example, it, you know, somebody could have a thousand or $10,000, but I'm, we'll, we'll go with a thousand dollar portfolio. I think personally, you should maybe only have one or two assets with a thousand bucks and it really just depends on how hard you believe in certain things like if you have that one that sticks out to you personally like a sore thumb and you couldn't really um so to speak live without you know actually buying it or whatnot then i would definitely say you know go with your conviction and, and only buy that, uh, with a thousand dollars. Um, cause you know, obviously your gains, your gains will be different across the board with different assets. So if you're so spread out with a thousand dollars and this goes 20,000%, this goes 8,000%, this one goes a hundred thousand percent, this one goes a million percent. It's not really too effective if you have like a hundred dollars in each one. But uh, I think later in the year we're actually gonna do something fun. Um, I've been actually considering this. I don't even think I haven't even talked to you about this yet, Jeff. It's just some things that were kind of floating around in my mind. But um, maybe we'll build like a thousand dollar portfolio, and. Um, just for shits and giggles, we'll see how much money we can make off of just a thousand dollars. Like yeah. brand brand new investors, you know. So I really like that idea because I I was kicking around the idea of doing like a visual portfolio where everyone can see every trade we make and try that hundred dollars up to a million, like we talked about. But I kind of want to talk about a thousand dollar portfolio as well because I have a little little bit of a differing view than you. It's not much different, but I would do a 60 30 10 split. So 601 asset that I firmly believed in that had a good ROI, that has a good team, that has a good track record, has a good roadmap, so on and so forth. You know what I mean? My, my winner. That would be my $600. And then I would do $300 into one that had 
probably a higher ROI, but was just slightly riskier. You know what I mean? Maybe didn't have quite as much longevity in the market. uh, Didn't have full utility realized or still coming out, you know, still an emerging company, but still put 300 in that. And then I'd put a hundred into a long shot, but you know, a meme coin or, or something, just a super gem brand new, something like that. Yeah. And no, then, yeah, absolutely. That that's exactly how I'd, I'd split up a thousand dollar beginning portfolio. And I, I feel like that would give me enough wiggle room, but that's, that's max. I think three coins because a thousand really isn't a ton to work with, but it gives you enough to, to have enough diversification to move around. But let me tell you, like once you get that thousand dollars up into like the $2,000 range from 2000 up to five or 10 is so much faster than when you're messing around with under a thousand dollars. Oh yeah. 100%. 100%. And you know, it just keeps scaling, just keeps scaling, 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 scaling. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really important. Like, but I, I do agree with what you're saying. Um, and, and there's so many different variables, right? Like there's so many different variables because if you want to look at it from just a strict investor, no degenerate shit, like we're only investing in solid fundamental assets, then that's, I think you would structure your portfolio a little bit different uh, in, in that regard with a thousand bucks. But if, listen, I like that idea though, too, though, because, well, I, you know how I am with some of these charts. Uh, I showed you some charts that are kind of are a long shot potentially, but even if they achieve 25 to 50% of the gains that are reflecting that could potentially happen on the charts, uh, I'd make your whole entire bull run with just like 50 to a hundred dollars. Right. Like it's exactly crazy. Right. point though. You're like, okay. So you say like the non degen place. So I understand where you're coming from for investors that want to be completely safe, but listen, like end of the day, we're in crypto. We're, we're betting on internet money and these companies making it, it's all degen plays. So having a, a little bit of a higher risk one, I don't think is a bad move. That's just me personally. And that's probably not the best financial advice, but, that's i'm here to make money dude if i lose a hundred dollars i lose a hundred dollars that's where i'm at too because look i mean it's it's 2023 i'm sure most of us roll out of bed and uh begin our day and a hundred dollars has already been spent somewhere you know whether it's the fucking electric bill uh food whatever right like everything like dude everybody spends a hundred dollars in 2023 a day so so if that's my idea on it yeah don't invest money you can't afford to lose that's like a a number one cliche rule yeah yeah and we're not trying to lose your money i mean that's that's just the disclaimer but yeah you know we're not saying put the fucking rent money in crypto we're not telling you to do that um by any stretch of the imagination but Hey, listen, I, hey, we got our 50 to a hundred dollar bags. That's for sure. Like damn Skippy. I'm not missing. I'm not missing some of these. No. And let me, I just, for a prime example, the coin I talked about on our last podcast, gold on steroids, I got in at $70. It rose up. I got out at $185 the other day. So I more than doubled up. It was a quick move in less than a week, you know, and if they continue on, that's cool. If not, I doubled my bag on something. I'm going to put in something I actually believe in. Yeah, no, 100%. And that's, that's what matters. Like just making these small calculated moves adds up over time too. You know, these small calculated moves add up over time. And in a bear market, that's all you can do. I, I, I've 10x'd my bag this bear market. I've um, definitely lost a bunch coming down the tail end, but being able to 10x it back up to almost my goal where I wanted to be when the bull run started, I'm pretty happy with that. And that's just off technicals and, and following a game plan that I set and executing trades. Yeah, but let's uh, remember, 
you definitely more than 10 extra your starting trading account so yeah way more than that but <laughs> i'm talking about my overall my overall yeah. holdings yeah, yeah, yeah for sure right 100 percent. and i mean hey listen uh, I, pff, fuck yf die yesterday 5x yeah, if you were in the discord if y'all were in the discord i posted it the night before it ripped free money and we've been talking about that since it was hovering at 35 for yeah. months, months yeah and months and months. It, it was boring i actually had like t uh eight of them at my peak i wanted to have 10 i ended up selling them because i got bored of it and then yeah. bought back into 100 yep that's what happens though you know that's what happens things creep up and then you know here's the thing right so why have die I'm not saying that the thing is like totally like it's not it's not a fundamentally sound project. This shit is charts though. Facts. Like it's charts. So this thing went all the way to I wanna say twenty one thousand dollars at the peak. Twenty three thousand. Twenty three, okay. So twenty three thousand, right? And you see something that was twenty three thousand dollars come down to twenty three dollars, twenty two dollars and fifty eight cents. Um, it's kind of hard not to give it a look, right? So you're like, hmm, okay, what do I know? With the knowledge that I do have, what what do I know about charts and technicals? Well, it's going to see a relief. Even if it is a shitty-ass project, it's going to see a bounce at some point, unless it's a complete and utter rug pull, which this isn't, but... You know, they had some team issues, whatever. I'm not going to really get into it too deep because uh, we're just talking about charts. But when you see it start to break a 236, you know, right around $47, you're like, okay, okay. All right. I see you building support. I see you consolidating. All right. It's starting to look, starting to look a little better. All right. Let me, let me, uh, let me throw some money at this thing uh let's let's play the patience game so did that for a bit uh i was at work when i made the the first well the second call on yf die because I, I made a few different calls on yf die but the second one that i made like the thing was crazy bro the thing was there for five minutes somebody bought the whole entire order book because you know the, the supply is so low so this thing went it exploded and I told everybody to watch it and literally, I don't know, 10, 12 hours later, boom, bang, this thing took off. It literally one candle went from $32 and 76 cents. It wicked all the way to $6,164. Now it was there for five minutes. Unfortunately, I missed my cell because I was at work and I really, honestly, I did not see it gonna do that in one wick right like i mean geez that's that's a bit extreme right um but even a four hour candle you know was still still really good on it it had a nice little run up um so yeah and then you know this this recent call for yf die this thing was consolidating right below the 382 from december of last year literally all the way till end of february this year like what once i seen that thing break the 382 i was like okay this thing's gonna this thing's probably gonna start cooking here real soon and then soon as soon as we got that close above the 50 i put it in the discord i said weekly close above 50 you guys need to watch this and sure enough the thing took off like hours later, like 12 hours later or something like that. And it ripped all the way from 114, $115 all the way to 680 bucks. I mean, geez, what that's right. And now it's consolidating above 450. Oh, not anymore. Uh, last I checked. Yeah. Yeah. We're sitting at three, we're sitting at 364 at the moment. Jeez. Yeah, it's still above the seven eight six though. 
uh, still above the 786, but you know, if you would have got there, even if you would have had it, had some YFDI at $114, uh, to the top of that little rally that it had, that's 475%. That's almost a five X. And that happened in like, I don't know, four hours, eight hours time. Like, that's well, out. listen though, this is, this is why it's happening though. There's only 1200 of these tokens in circulation. So he's talking about the charts, but let me get a bit, little bit into the fundamentals of what happened and why it was super risky. Now it's gone down to probably medium high risk. It's still not, not a super sound project, but what happened was uh, the team wanted to switch out to YFDI2. So a bunch of people swapped their tokens over to YFDI2, which uh, through time became mall token. So... All those tokens that got swapped over, no longer in circulation. There was only originally 21,000 tokens to begin with, minus the tokens that got swapped over, equals 4,000 tokens. And then through uh, staking, which is currently unavailable, that took away another 3,000. There's 1,200 tokens left in circulation. So in all reality, if you can get your hands on one, that's all you need. This, this token at full 21,000 circulation reached $23,000 price. Yeah. Now imagine with a 1200 token circulation, yeah. what, what could possibly happen? We're at a 500,000 or wait, sorry. We're at a, a $3 million market cap. Right. Yeah, that's low, low market cap. Super low. It's a micro cap right now. It does yeah. not take much to move this token is what I'm trying to get at. So if you right. guys understand the way that market cap and price and circulating supply work with in conjunction with each other, you realize a token that only has 1,200 tokens could reach the moon without, without very much money going into the market cap. Right. Exactly. And that's just the thing. You know, a lot of people overlook these, these things, but... Um, you know, hey, it is what it is. I mean, you can't can't win them all, right? Can't win them all, and that's that's okay. one of the first things I look at is is circulating supply, max supply. As soon as I get into a token, I want to know where they stand. Yeah, no, me too. I, I, you know, supply is a big thing for me, especially coming into this next uh, market cycle. Um, a lot of the assets I do hold are going to be considered a little bit lower of a supply. Um, but I still do have a few that I am going to be holding that do have a larger supply. Because it's not that they're going to not do anything. It's just that the gains won't be, you know, as exponential as the ones with smaller supply. And that's okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean... That's this right here, right now, for me, this is just a market relief rally. Everything I have right now, I'm not going to be, well, I don't know. It's so hard, man. It's so hard sometimes because, you know, there's so many good things out there. And, you know, you hear everybody say the opposite, which don't get me wrong. There's a lot of shit in this space, too. There's a lot of garbage, right? Like there is. But there's actually a lot of real good projects that I think that have a lot of potential in the future. But right now, this is a market relief rally in the midst of a bear market. So I'm trying to take full advantage of this and, and make some money. You know, that way <clears throat> I have more money to throw at the, the very bottom for altcoins not necessarily bitcoin because personally I, I i'm gonna keep saying it my tune has not changed uh i think the bottom for bitcoin is in i really do um i've been saying it for months and i'm not gonna deter deter away from that now uh, which a lot of people do a lot of people do they change their mind a lot um which is do okay you want to get into why why you believe the bottom's in for those who are still believing otherwise because i see it a lot and i don't want the misinformation to go unnoticed yeah well like all right so it's just this market is a cyclical market right 
Um, there's just so many, there's so many things. And, and this is what a lot of people will say. And the only reason why I say the bottom's in is from a pure historical data and pure chart data. That is it. No, oh, we're going to get fucking bombed next week and the whole financial system is going to go up in smoke. Like, I'll be honest, I don't give a fuck about any of that. Because it's all bullshit. And I don't buy into it, right? Like, don't get me wrong, there's certain things, whatever, there's certain things that we should know that do affect certain outcomes, but all this shit is smoke, man. Nobody wants to fucking bomb anybody. Let's be real. And not only that, I really believe that the days of bombing people are fucking over, if we're being real. And I know that might sound pretty wild to other people, but let me ask you a question. Think about it from this perspective. Why in the actual fuck would you bomb somebody and waste your resources when you could just cripple their society through logistics and everything else or, or a cyber attack or something like that. Right. Um, and just completely cripple their fucking system and, and not really, you know, risk any of your people's lives or your resources. So, so as much why would you why would you even do that that doesn't even make logical sense in these times it it just doesn't not to me at least you know i know if i if i wanted to do that i would just cripple their whole fucking system instead of going over there and dropping bombs that shit's old man that shit is old ass technology we don't do that shit no more tell that to lockheed martin <laughs> i don't even know who that guy is well, it's not a guy. That's the company that provides all the fucking Tomahawk missiles and all that shit. Yeah. yeah and, and they provide all the lobbying money to the politicians. And all that. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast in itself. Or, or is that just another way to fucking launder money? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, there's just, oh, there's so much to the bullshit. It's, it's insane. I mean, the old guy's getting just 10% no matter what. You right. Say. Of course, you know, like, fuck, man, got to break the man off some money. Like what? Like, that's, that's why I tell people like, like, I remember, I remember very distinctively when this whole Ukraine bullshit started to go on, um, you know, with, with a lot of other, you know, people that I talked to outside of the country, they, they were kind of freaking out because what it was going to do to the markets. I was like, listen, man, this shit's going to happen regardless to the markets. It's not because of fucking Ukraine. It's not because of any of this. It's just a pure narrative. That's all it is. It's just a fucking narrative. It's, it's an excuse. So that way you don't know the real reason of why things are really happening. And the charts are written into history, man. That's, it is what it is. And they use these narratives to to distract you from what's going to happen no matter what. So, for example, the Celsius and the Voyager and all those those exchanges going down happened right at the same time that Bitcoin took its first nosedive. Mm-hmm. That that's a planned attack. That's what a narrative is. Yeah. Okay. So you all see it as Celsius happened. So Bitcoin crashed. No, that's written into history. It's a timing thing. It happened on a cyclical market. It happened on a specific time based on what happened in previous markets. Right. Yeah, it's... Man. (laughs) They use those timings specifically. Yes. It's honestly, it's... uh... It's it's very crazy. I'm actually gonna... um, I'm really... I'm really gonna uh, do I really want to go here yes no maybe so I don't know absolutely this is the place to go there it, I know right like it is we already had alien conspiracy we've had every every darn walk of life on here let's go there I don't know where there is right. it's not even like all right so the shit's not even um 
This shit's not even, like, conspiracy, man. Like, it's just fucking facts, bro. Like, it's just straight up facts. Like, we had a fucking total lunar eclipse, okay? We had a total fucking lunar eclipse, guys. November 7th through the 8th of, of 2022, right? Okay, what, what happened in November? The fucking FTX crash. Like, you can't make this shit up. Like, you just can't. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit out here and broadcast this shit all the time. So if you're listening to this, consider yourself very lucky. Because you're not gonna hear me talk about this very much, but I will talk about it sometimes. But I'm just really trying to prove a point. Look at your lunar events, look at your solar events, look at your, look at your moon cycles, your planetary cycles, like... Look to all this other stuff. There's, it even goes even deeper than that, but I could not even imagine to go into all this shit in a, in, in a podcast. There's just no absolute way. It, you would be completely confused. You would, not, you, you would be like, what the fuck is going on right now? Well, dude, I want to I wanna delve a little bit more into the side of, of that knowledge. Well, like, this is why our I entire it. our entire history has we've been lied to. Every single thing that you were taught in school, as far as our history goes, is a complete fabrication. And that, yes, yes, that that goes. It's oh my god, where do you I even? To, you have to unlearn to everything. Unlearn everything. it all. You unlearn it all. They keep okay. The entire public school system was designed to keep you in work, yeah. working for the man. Not asking questions. If you ask a question, you're a problem and you need to be put on Adderall and you have ADHD and you're a problem. And we have to fix that and we have to subdue you and we have to put you in line so that you're in check so you can work for the man. And that's Perhaps. all they do. That's all they do. And you know why they do that? It's so that they can control you, so that you can't achieve freedom. This whole opportunity we've been given with this change of, of the fiat system into, into the digital system is an opportunity. They're going to show you that it's bad. Every single thing on the mainstream that you see, crypto's bad because this and that. But yet, they're back there behind the scenes creating a central digital currency that's going to run your life. So you need to learn these facts that they're not going to teach you anywhere else behind the scenes. Oh my god. It's, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. I don't even know where to go from there. I could go so much deeper than that, but I don't even really want to. This our entire history. It's all a lie. Everything. Everything in it, it, it all leads up to today. And if you guys don't understand that and take it to the next level, you'll continue to have to work the rest of your life. And it might be 65 now for retirement, but guess what? There's no money in Social Security, so you're probably going to be working longer. Yeah. You'll be on you'll be on fucking hospice working. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. That was that might have been a dick move, but it's true. Well, I mean, those people aren't listening to the podcast that we're putting out right now. Those people aren't in the group that we're in. Those people aren't in yeah. Dude, it's just it's just crazy. The people that still oh, are newsers and are like it's yeah. just fake internet money, it's just blah blah blah. They don't see what's coming. Our whole entire world has gone to that to that yeah. level. Well, and you know, it, again, the whole entire world is ran on fear and division. Fear and division. If we actually had the opposite of that, which would be unity and, you know, joy, love. love. The embodiment right. of love. All right, of which, which honestly, hey, listen, I mean... You know, what, uh, what, what was Jesus trying to teach everybody? Love. That's it, man. Like, I mean, that's not it, but like that, that was like one of the biggest lessons, like love, like, cause it's a high vibrational frequency. That's the truth. And you don't even have to be in a Christian to believe that you like, that's where a lot of people fail to, to acknowledge that. You know what I mean? Jesus was a man and he had some teachings. Christianity is one thing that's in a building 
religion, so on and so forth. But you yeah. know, he well, taught look. love. He yeah. traveled to Egypt. He studied Buddhism, so on and so forth. They don't teach that in Christianity. That's mainstream. But like oh. he, he was just the embodiment of love, and he traveled around and and hung out with the the whores and the the drug addicts of the time and the street people and just embodied love. Right. Like, and that's powerful, man. It really is. Like, it's powerful. It really is. At the end of the day, because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people don't even, they, they look at a homeless person and they, and they just immediately go to straight judgment, right? Straight judgment. Ugh. Or they, or they have some snide comments and, and all kinds of other shit, man. But you don't know. You don't know that person's story. And, and it's not your place to judge, man. That person has their own path for a reason. They're, they're homeless for a reason. Believe that. And they're not homeless because they're a piece of shit or, or whatever the case may be. It's because they have to learn some lessons somewhere. Or, or, what, or they're supposed to meet maybe a specific person like there's so many different variables to a situation and people are so quick to judge people and 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 they don't even have a fucking clue and and that shit really kind of that shit really kind of gets me man because that's what the whole world does every single day they don't know a single fucking thing about anything but then they but they have all the shit to say about everybody and anybody right like it's kind of ass backwards (laughs) it's kind of crazy it's it's crazy man people people need to broaden their perspective of things and really look deeper into things because 95 percent of the population just looks at surface level bullshit that doesn't mean anything well dude it's just the way our society's brought us up, it's go get that Gucci purse, go get that Louis Vuitton jacket, you know, put on that nice ass belt and that watch and, and look good for everyone else. Spend your money with us. Come on, come on, come on. And like, there's nothing real to that. You know what I mean? What no. happened to like going out with people that you love, going on camping trips, just hanging out? Like, who cares what people are wearing if they got Nike Air Forces or if they got New Balances? It doesn't fucking matter. Right. Yeah, it doesn't matter, man. Like, if if you genuinely enjoy somebody's company, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter at all. It shouldn't matter of anything. It, it's crazy. It is what it is, but... Whew. <laughs> I say that as a person who runs a company, a clothing company. Yeah, like AF. <laughs> right, exactly. Like that's what we do, man. Like, I mean, but you know, it's funny though. That's not all we do, though. We do so much more. Like, and that's what I love about it because we're not we're not just hyper focused on one thing. We're out here doing everything. Every, anything that we think we want to do, we're gonna do it period and that's it like they're not gonna stop it because we're we are who we are and that's just the way it is we have fun like like me and jeff talk about okay once we get everything up and running really well we're gonna build a fucking warehouse and we're gonna do a we're gonna do a lot of awesome stuff and it's gonna be really fun and it might not, and it's not even going to be pertaining to the markets or, or anything like that, right? Like, there's so many plans in the future of, of what we want to do. Uh, this is really just us getting warmed up, really, to be honest. I uh, envision it as like a Rob Durdex fantasy factory. Well, yes. Coming at, coming at you with video, just doing ridiculous <laughs> stuff. That's that's what I see coming. You know what I mean? We're gonna we're gonna have stupid fuck you money off this next bull run obviously and i hope all you guys that are that are tuning in now have that type of joy with us you know what i mean i'd love to see every each and every one of you come join us we'll do a fucking meetup we'll do a fucking meetup at the at the at our uh, headquarters man I, hey listen come on down hang out do do dumb shit too have fun i don't know we don't even have to do dumb shit though we can just do fun stuff. Like I told Jeff the other day, we were actually on the phone the other day and I was like, you know, 
I always kind of thought thought about this, and I think it would be pretty cool to do, right? Like back in the day when I when I was growing up and stuff, we had what they would call like demolition derbies. I know in some places they still do them, but back then it was like basically you take a five hundred dollar car and you know the last one standing wins right and you're smashing the shit out of everybody etc etc whatever right well i was like what if we did a plot twist here and did and you know we'd have to adjust for inflation of course but let's just say we did like i don't know we'll just just you know random number but two thousand dollar build right and $2,000 build, not a penny more. I don't give a shit what it is. Well, it has to be a car, actually. It has to be a car. But we build this huge-ass jump, right? And if you clear it, if you... The, the first person... Well, there's only going to be probably one, maybe two people that would clear this jump. But... Whoever clears this jump and makes it to the other side, uh, you get the prize money. <laughs> and I think that would be really cool to see because you're going to see people doing stupid shit like putting superchargers on Fiat's or something like just dumb shit, you know? <clears throat> so, yeah, I think it'd be funny. I think it'd be a blast. And, you know, and ha- make it like a yearly event, you know? You already know I'm putting a GTI on an S10 frame and fucking putting 31 inch fucking suspension on that bitch. Let's go. Remember, remember, we gotta keep a two thousand dollar budget. You can't think I don't. I can't get an S10 for less than five hundred bucks. Oh, of course. Listen, listen. So funny story about S10s. Um, I was eighteen, maybe nineteen, right? Um. There was a guy, if you guys know anything about S10s, you'll, you'll kind of get a kick out of this. But guy was selling a 93 S10, right? Um, thing went and started. He didn't know. He had no idea what was wrong with it. Well, he got so frustrated that nobody would buy the damn thing, right? Well, I caught had caught wind of it with a couple of friends. And uh, so we go over there, and we're kind of looking at it. And I end up spotting what the hell was wrong with this thing. Why it wouldn't start. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I give the man the money. I gave him 50 bucks, by the way. Because he, he just was like, I just want the fucking thing out of here. I don't care. Just give me 50 bucks, you know? I was like, Psh, bet. Somebody cut his injector wires. That's why the fucking thing wouldn't start. That's crazy. That is super crazy. Oh, you know what though? I don't know if somebody cut them because it was just two of them. I I don't, I won't go that far, but I just thought it was weird that two of his injector wires were completely just look like they were severed or something, you know? But anyways, it was pretty, pretty good find. Uh, found it through some friends or whatever. They let me know. And, you know, we went over and took a look at it and I seen that and I was like, holy shit, dude, this is like simple fix. And, you know, I, I wired it up right there on the spot and I drove, I drove it home actually. Um, and the guy wasn't even pissed either. He was just so frustrated with the whole damn thing. He didn't even care. He just wanted the damn thing out of his sight basically. Uh, but yeah, it got a 93, uh, S10 4.3 Vortec for 50 bucks. It's a fucking deal, man. That is a stupid deal. Stupid deal. That actually reminds me of my first Volkswagen, dude. So Yeah. Yeah, my first Jetta. I uh my buddy's cousin, I want to say. Her her old man went to jail or something, so his Jetta was sitting there and she couldn't get it started. Could not get the starter to work at all. So she calls my buddy and she's like, get this car sold for me. And I, I show up over there, 100 bucks and won't start. I'm like, all right, well, it's a manual transmission. So let me try to compression start it. Boom. First fucking turn of that uh, crank, it fired right up. Right. I'm like, all right, here's your 100 bucks, taking it home. 
plug in the seatbelt, shut her off, turn the key back on, fires right up with the starter. Guess what the old Jetta's had? You had to have the seatbelt plugged in, turn the starter on. Same fucking deal, man. Such an easy fix. She just didn't know you had to have your seatbelt on to turn turn the key on. That's fucking awesome. That's funny. That is funny. Oh, man. Yeah. Good times, man. Good times. She can't do that no more. Can't do that no more. Can't find stuff like that. I mean, you can. You just have to adjust for inflation. <laughs> but, uh, right. yeah, man. I remember finding all kinds of crazy deals. I remember one car specifically. Uh, I was really pissed off that uh, I couldn't buy it. My dad wouldn't let me buy it. Pissed me off pretty bad, actually. Because I didn't really... I liked the car, right? Thought it was cool, whatever. And, of course, I would own it because it would be in my name. But, really, I wanted to flip the shit out of this car. And I was 16, and I was working uh, I was working at a pizza shop, right, at the time. And... Um, Guy comes in, you know, one of the regular customers and shit, and he's talking to me and stuff, and he tells me, oh, I'm putting up my, uh, my 78, uh, Mach 1 for sale. I'm like, what? How much? He's like, 700 bucks. I said, what? He's like, yeah, it's only got, uh, like 40,000 original miles on it. Um, it does run, needs a little love, needs some TLC, you know, but no body rust. Like there's some surface rust here and there, but like no, like terrible rust, right? Like with the frame and all that stuff. I shit you not, man. This car only had like maybe four dime size surface rust spots on the, on the body. My dad wouldn't let me buy it. Nope. Said I was said, Oh, you're gonna kill yourself. I was like, shit, I'm gonna flip this shit out of this thing. I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, I'm gonna fix it up, make it look nice, and I'm gonna flip it. I was like, you know how much these things are going for? Yeah. So I I did I did not. Unfortunately I was not able to participate in that deal. But yeah, it was a hell of a steal. Hell of a steal. So. Yep, 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 yep. But yeah, there's uh, a lot of good stuff going on. So I hope you guys really just keep this kind of light. You know, these this market, you have to just roll with it guys like there's no sense like right now we're at we're we're at resistance i get it i understand but i really don't care um this thing will end up turning around it's just gonna take some time at the absolute worst i see it coming back down to test our base right around 16 5 ish right Maybe maybe we see a little wick a little bit lower than that, maybe like sixteen two hundred, somewhere around there. Maybe but that's the worst case scenario. Because if you go back to twenty fifteen, um, and you look at the historicals, actually these fractal this fractal is very interesting to me. Um it did it's doing the same thing, hitting the same moving averages on the weekly time frame. Um and it is in the cards. We could come back down and test our base. So if we do that, I wouldn't even really panic. But you're going to hear everybody saying, we're going to 10,000 or we're going to 12K. I told you. I told you. And then they're going to miss out on another opportunity. But for me personally, that's the absolute worst case scenario I see right now. Uh, from a chart perspective, but even that's really not even, it's not even really that bad. The worst of all this is over guys. The worst of all this stuff is over. 
at least until the latter part of the year when it comes to altcoins and stuff. Because altcoins, you know, I don't I don't believe they've hit their bottom. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's probably a few out there that have, but the majority of them have not hit their bottom. So there's definitely going to be even way more opportunities, um, I would say, in October. That's where I'll be looking for longs again after we sell this relief is October. Oh, it's going to be so much fun going into the next bull run, man. I'm excited. Listen, I, I try to stay 10 steps ahead. Like, I already know an actual date that I will be out of the market next market cycle. Like, I'll be fully out of all my assets. Yeah, I'm not making the same mistake. I was I was vested because of seed sales. So, the major, like, before the market crashed, I had upwards of $50,000 just chilling in coins that were vested that I couldn't touch. And then the market crashed. And then by the end of the vesting, they were worth less than a thousand dollars. That's not, that's not something I'm going to partake in next year. Yeah. No, not at all. No, we do, we do, we do way, way things way different this time. Things are just from market, just from not knowing, you know what I mean? I, 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 I didn't know. I was new to the market. I didn't have people to bounce ideas off of. I didn't have a group like Bullish AF where we have some market experience, where we've, we've already been through it. And I'm not just talking to me and Dustin. There's a bunch of people in that group that know what they're talking about, that have been here for five, six, eight, ten years. And, and those are the type of people you bounce ideas off of because they've seen multiple cycles. This will be my second full cycle. Yeah. But I, you know what? I actually am going to make a comment about that too. We do have a lot of really awesome community members, but I also do want to kind of point something out too. Just because somebody has more experience than you doesn't mean shit. And I do want to kind of point that out because that's actually, um, that's actually how I, I, I did get wrecked pretty good. Um, because I thought the same thing. I was like, ah, you know, I'm new and I'm new to trading, all this other stuff. And, you know, these people, they have way more experience than I do. Like some of them had like 10 years of trading experience. Right. And I'm like, well, if you have so many people telling you you're wrong, you're probably wrong, dude. Like you're probably just flat out wrong. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, I rolled with it. Um, I doubled down made some really stupid choices. I left a lot of money on the table, um, made a good amount. I never lost, you know, uh, my original investment or or anything like that. Or, you know, in fact, I even took a little bit of profits and such, but you know, I did leave a lot of money on the table last time. Uh, but again, like Jeff said, you know, it was my, it was my first run, but, uh, yeah, not doing that shit again. That's for sure. And that's where, that's where my whole teaching thing came from, from finding that inner voice and, and just listening to yourself because don't listen to nobody else, man. Don't even fucking listen to me for God's sakes. If I'm being real, if you feel a conviction, a strong conviction that you need to do something different, don't listen to nobody. Listen to yourself, find that inner voice and make it happen. Um, you know, there's a lot of people in this market that have lots of experience that make great calls. But the fact of the matter is, uh, we're not always right either. Right? Like, you could take you could take a trader that literally wins 90% of his trades. And if you take his advice the one time he's wrong, well, it's going to give you a whole new perspective on things. So... I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, I was, I'm not really getting off track, but it it is more to the point that that's what we're trying to teach is finding your own inner voice. So yeah, Yeah. we're a lot of like-minded individuals, but again, we don't always agree with each other. We don't have a bunch of yes men in that group that, that just take the gym picks willy nilly. Like I pointed something out the other day and I got pointed out four different directions why I was wrong. And that's, what's so great about the group is because, we all have our own opinions and we can look at something collectively and be like, all right, we can, we can go there or no, like we should not go there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and you know, and that's, but it all makes us better, right? We all make each other better from those topics and those conversations and everything else. Like that's, I, that's why I love our community because we do, we conversate about all this kind of stuff. Like it's a pretty open book. And not only that, man, I, I I'm starting to see a trend here with people, people in our group and people that we're attracting, um, I believe are more conscious than, than most people, which is really interesting. And, and I'm really liking it because now people are starting to want to talk about crystals in our group. Thought that was pretty awesome. So, you know, we don't just talk about only assets, market talk and stuff like that. We talk about anything and everything guys. So if you want to talk about something, if you're having a bad day and you know, you want to, you know, you need somebody to talk to or something like that. That's what this community is for. Um, or you just want to get some, you know, further knowledge on some other things. <laughs> hey, that's what we're here for, man. We're, we're here to literally, uh, learn from each other and, you know, kind of spread some knowledge and wisdom that we've gained over our years on this planet. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. And this whole, this whole bullish AF thing, it's a lifestyle. It's not. It's not just crypto. It's about believing in yourself and having the balls to actually invest in yourself to change your life and to change your family's lives and to change your future generations, family's lives, right? Like, yeah, this, it's much bigger than just crypto. No, that's just the conduit to freedom. That's yeah. where I see it. That's where a big focus is right now because the market's primed to be getting in right now. If you right. guys aren't, you know what I mean? If you guys aren't getting in in the next eight months, you, you got a four-year cycle before it's time again. Right, exactly. And if you're coming into crypto right now, wow, you are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed beyond belief. So don't take that lightly. That's for sure. That is for sure. But I had a lot of fun on this podcast and I love how organic everything is. I really do. And, and I'm sure our followers, you know, the people that are following us now that, that, you know, they really like it and enjoy it too. We get, been getting a lot of really good feedback from our podcasts as well. Um, so again, share the podcast with all your friends, all your family members, or even, you know, uh, acquaintances that are like-minded, whatever, right? Share the shit out of this podcast, guys. Uh, we want to see this community grow. We want to see our brand grow as a whole. And uh, most importantly, we want to see you guys grow too with us. Because we're all growing together over at Bullish AF, 100%. Right. And if you guys want to support us in any way, go to bullishasf.com, pick out some merchandise that you like, and give it an order. And if there's something you want that you don't see, shoot one of us a message and we'll make sure to get it up. That's and right. uh, that, that's the best way to support us. Other than that, and dude, you guys will have some dope ass merch. I wear, I have multiple hats from my own website that I wear every single day. I got multiple sweatshirts I wear on the regular. Yeah. I've had them for a long time. They're good quality. We don't we don't cheap on the on the quality there. No, well that's just it too. You know that's what always pissed me off about crypto merch is nine times out of ten you get it and the quality was just not there. The quality just you'd wear the shirt one time, and you're like, damn, I washed it. Now I don't like the way I don't I don't like the way this thing fits, or I don't like the way it feels, or the logo faded and it looks like dog shit now. Like, you know, like I was always kind of upset about that with crypto merch. Um, so, so, you know, that, that's one of the reasons why we, why we want to take it to another level. You know, um, we're both quality minded individuals, um, which is awesome. So we're definitely on the same page with everything. And yeah, like he said, you know, that's the best way to really support us and support the brand and, and, and spread awareness out to 
the world, right? Because eventually, I know all you guys are going to have a bullish AF shirt. You guys are going to be proud to wear that thing. But uh, I think that's all we really got for this evening. Um, you Any, any uh, last thoughts, Jeff? Yeah, so we're just going to go ahead and cut it here, guys. I appreciate you all coming out, giving a listen. Make sure you hit the follow on your uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Podcast, wherever you're listening. Make sure you follow us. Make sure you share the podcast. And we'll see you in the next one. Much love, fam.